Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. Today's guest is Michaela Shaparo. Did I say that right? I hope I did. Um, she is a wedding photographer out of Lubbock, Texas. And today we are going to be centering our conversation around the question you all have been in my DMs about. How do you balance photography and motherhood? So, Michaela, will you introduce yourself? Yeah. So, I am Michaela Don Shaparo, and I say Don because most of the people that know me know me by Michaela Don Photography. But um, anyway, I am based in Lubbock, Texas. I am 26 years old. I'll be 27 next month, and I have three children, aged 10, five, and four. And I am married to my best friend who does videography alongside me. And yeah, we just, we love what we do. We, it's a, it's awesome. It works for our family and I'm just excited to be here. That is so awesome. Yeah. I was saying before we started recording that she had to mention that her husband works with her. I think that's so cool. And I was telling her, I don't know if I'd love that or hate that, but I think for all of us that are married, it would be a love pay relationship pretty much. <laughs> um, sure. Yes. The good news is Michaela said that they love it, you know, the majority of the time, which is great. Um, yeah. So I know that everyone is dying to hear your journey on how you got into photography and how you made it your career. So let's dive into that. Okay. So um, let's see, how long ago is this? So when we got, my husband and I got married five years ago, we've been married like five and a half years. And I actually was a teen mom. So I had, my oldest is 10, I'm 26, if you do the math, I had her at 16. So that was like my story, that's still my testimony and, and something that was really hard for me to walk through. But um, I missed out a lot on her life. And um, I was obviously in high school finishing up that and then I had to get a job and I was going to college and just all of those things. So when my husband and I got married, we immediately got pregnant with my middle child, Natalie. And I just told him, I missed out on everything with Emma, our oldest, like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to like quit my job. We'll just be super, super broke and poor. And we will just like make it work because I don't want to miss out on that with this second child. So that's what we did. And I quit my job at a, cord uh, at a dental office. I was a financial coordinator there for about three and a half years. And um, I quit there. And that is kind of how the photography thing like happened for me. Because when I quit to stay home, I actually discovered that I was not made to just stay home. <laughs> and I kind of, I've always been a really driven person and I've always had a lot of ambition. So like it worked for the first like few months, but then I was like, okay, I'm so, I have to do something. I'm so antsy. And I'd always wanted to get into photography and not for like business, but I always wanted to learn it. And so that year that I quit, my husband surprised me for my birthday and bought me like a Nikon D5300, like a little crop sensor DSLR. And I was just like, this is so amazing. I can finally like learn. And so 
when he would go to work, I would stay home and watch YouTube videos on how to operate a camera, how to shoot in manual, like all the things. And so once I kind of figured that out, I was like taking pictures of my children and like posting them on a Facebook and eventually just had some people be like, wow, you're really good at this. Would you take pictures of my family? And, or would you take pictures of my kids? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I'd go over there and do it. They'd give me like 50 bucks. Like I wasn't even asking for money at that point, but they were like, sure, here you go. And so to me, I was like, oh my gosh, $50. I am rich. Like, oh my gosh, I can go to payway like five times. This is amazing. So uh, like to me, like we were so broke at the time that $50 was meant like, you know, two tanks full of gas. And so I just kind of like, that was like my motivating factor behind it. I was like, oh wait, what if I really made this work? Like, what if I really got good? And so I started like just learning more about photography and then I made, I decided, oh, I'm going to like make a Facebook page and I'm going to make an Instagram and I'll just like call myself a legit business, you know, like I'll be a photographer, which everyone rolled their eyes at me at the time. Like I could tell all of the local photographers like, oh God, here comes another one. <laughs> but, um, I just started from there and then I just like grew my business. That was when I first got my camera was in 2015. And I kind of just learned, I shot my first wedding in 2015 and I was learning my camera. And then 2016 is when it like, actually, like I had my first full-time year of like being a photographer. And so the reason I didn't have to go back to my job is because I built up my business very, very, very quickly. And that was like my drive behind it. Cause I did not want to ha have to go back to a nine to five. I was miserable there. I'm such a creative. I was like, I'm in the wrong field. I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go back to my nine to five. I'll, I'm just going to make this work. And so within a year's time, I had replaced my income that I was making at the dental office anyway. And I was like, why would I ever go back to that? So then my very first year full time in 2016, I made like $76,000. And my husband was like, okay, there's something about this that you're good at. You need to be doing this. Like we need to just make this work. And so yeah. So I just like built it from there and just like hustled my butt off and just got, I don't even like, it all seems like it happened overnight. So, but it was just really exciting. And I, I think that I finally like found out in that process that I was actually an entrepreneur. I never knew that I was before. Cause I always grew up, like we grew up really poor. And so I just had a very poor mindset. Like you can't make your own business work. You have to like go to school in order to be successful. And none of my family had gone to school. So none of them were successful. And so it took a while to like figure out, okay, yeah, you don't have to like have that cookie cutter life. You can make your own story. And so that's what we did. And then about a year into it, like I told my husband, like, you need to be doing videography so that we can like do this together. Cause at the time he like would second shoot with me and stuff, but he was also, he's also a very like, talented and deep and artistic person he knows like how to play music and he's very very much like an artist to his core and I just thought you would be so good at videography and I would look at what the other people were creating in our town and I was like this stuff sucks you would be like so good at it like there's nobody that's doing it like in a cinematic way and I just know that you would be good at it so he was like all right I'll give it a shot so he like pitched himself to like one couple they paid him like $500 and I still to this day think that that was like his best video and um, well, maybe not his best now, but it's still one of my favorites to watch and it was so good and I like cried. My whole family cried when they watched it and we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. Like, this is what you're called to too. So 
he quit his job and then I had, you know, been supporting us with photography money. And then we just merged businesses. He created his own business name and I had mine. And then now we're, you know, years deep into this and this is our full-time thing. <laughs> Listening to your story, I was just like seeing a reflection of my story because we have so much in common. Like it's pretty scary. Um, we're the same age. Like you're just a couple months older than me. Um, mm -hmm. I was a teen mom too, but I was a teen mom on the cusp of adulthood. So I was 19, whereas you were 16, but it's still a teen mom. We still don't know what the crap we're doing. Yeah. Um, we were both moms before we ever became photographers, which I truly think plays a role in the, like in the ambition. Like I've always been driven myself too, but it's different when you have to provide for human beings that depend on you. And we both come from similar backgrounds of there wasn't a whole lot of money. There wasn't a whole lot of privilege, but you know, you grew up and somehow you still found yourself being a dreamer, you know, never did you really imagine you would play it out into reality, but still being a dreamer. And I just think that's so special. And of course I was a $50 photographer back in the day. It's just funny to me. I think so many of us resonate with that because it's just a starting point. Like you just have to start. And like I said, I don't penalize the people who start at $50. We all have to start somewhere. My goal is that people will eventually figure it out and start realizing, okay, I know enough. I can charge more. I can up my prices. I'm worth it. My work is worth it. And you also have to look obviously at what you need to get by with. So, wow. So your story is absolutely incredible. Um, it was very easy to follow, which is always my favorite. And <laughs> I love just how God orchestrates stories. It's just so crazy and so good. And none of us could ever write our stories that perfectly. So that's awesome. Did you always know that wedding photography was for you? Um, so when I was getting started, I knew that I was not drawn to families <laughs> like immediately. Cause that's one of the th first things that you photograph when you're starting to get started. Cause it's easier to get somebody to hire you or to like go take a family picture than it is for somebody to trust you with their wedding day. So that's definitely where I started doing families and seniors. Cause I live in a college town. So, um, so yeah, I started doing that and I just was, I, I liked some of it, but I just was like, I'm not, I don't think that this is where I want to be. And I found wedding photography because I like wanted to see what it was like. And so I started second shooting. And so I had a film photographer like posted, um, in a group that said, I'm looking for a second shooter to come to Waco. Um, I need them. I'll pay your, like your travel. And then, you know, like $200 or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, wow, that would be amazing. I will be rich. And so I reached out to her and she was like, yeah, great. And I was like, I only have a crop sensor. And she was like, honestly, I just need somebody to like load film. I can show you how to do it when you get there and whatever. So it was, it worked out and she was so, so, so kind. And, um, I just kind of followed her around throughout the day and then helped her. And I did shoot a little bit, but I helped her load film. And I like just saw how she styled flat lays and saw how she did like, just like orchestrated the wedding day and the whole entire thing. And by the end of it, like my husband went with me on that trip because we kind of just made it a little trip out of it. And then I, he picked me up at the end of it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. Like, 
a hundred times would do this than show up to a family session. <laughs> and so that's kind of where the love of it was born. And, um, and yeah, so I've just always from the very get go in the very early stages of my business, like I really spent very little time saying like, I'm a photographer who does like every single thing, you know, like that was the first few months, but I very, very quickly decided like, I want to specialize in weddings. That's what I'm going to do. And so that's where I headed. That's a really good way to narrow it down to what you love to do is number one, something's either going to turn you off, which you know, when I interview senior photographers, I'm just like, nope, nope, that is not up my alley, but I love you. We need people like you. I mean, same yeah. thing with studio newborn. I just, I think for me, it's just overwhelming to think about. So like, I know that those types of photography, I'm like, no, when people say family, I'm like, yes. Or when people say weddings, you know, for you, it turns you on. That's a really good indicator you found what you want to do it, it's what literally it's the fire in your belly and literally I think everybody knows what I'm talking about there is something that we have photographed or that we want to photograph and it literally is like fire in our bellies so that is a really good way to find your specialty if you will yeah. okay so um I really want to transition into how do you balance work life and motherhood do you guys have boundaries How, did you do it wrong before until you found like what works for you I would love to just dive in and see what that looks like for you and then of course I'm happy to explain what it looks like for me because nobody's is ever going to be the same yeah so I really think that work life balance is like a totally just a mirage like it's you're really never ever going to find it just being an entrepreneur and a mother like together, you're always going to have seasons where you feel like you're really failing in one area and then you're like doing really well in another. And then sometimes it's going to feel like you're pulled in so many different directions. And so you're not doing anything well. And I think, I think just finding, um, that just grace to give myself to know that it's not, it's not going to ever be perfect. I'm always going to feel like just uh, pulled in different directions. I have definitely found like a more of a way to like give and take in that area. Um, the longer that we've been in this, we're still figuring it out. Like we are super, super successful now and we make a lot of money, but we're not, we're still figuring it out. Like we still have to like reassess like weekly and be like, okay, last week was really terrible. How do we like, you know, what do we need to do better this week that will like help us all feel a little bit like less, like I'm not getting what I need. They're not getting what they need and all of that. So, um, a way that I have found to help with work-life balance for me has been just to like be okay with letting go of part of my business that I held on to for so long. Um, I held on to my business. Like it was my baby for like years and just said, like, I can't let anybody answer my emails. I can't let anybody like edit for me. I can't do any of these things. And so, that has been like a big, huge shift for me, like in learning to outsource and learning to say, like, if I keep doing this the way that I've always done it before, I'm going to get burnt out and it's not sustainable. Like I can't live like that forever. And, um, I had a lot of seasons where I wanted to just like throw in the towel and just give up because it was so hard to find that I wanted, like my, my kids are so important to me, but then like my business is so important to me. And also just like having an identity outside of motherhood is, has always been so important to me. Like, that's just 
always been something I knew that I was going to put at the forefront because I feel most fulfilled when I am doing both, you know, like, and I don't think I have to choose between the two of them. And so outsourcing has been a huge thing for me in trying to find balance because I think, and, and I think that everybody, if you continue in whatever business it is you do, you find that out very, very quickly. Like you're going to have to outsource any, like something, whether it be like house cleaning or food prepping or like, I don't know, like, or your editing or your emails or something like that, like in order to find more balance and clarity and, and just be able to do all of the things that you are called to and you feel pulled to and that are required of us as mothers and business owners, you have to like learn how to let go of some of it. So we also have gotten our kids into, especially when they're little, it's hard when they're little, but our little ones go to a PDO, which is like a parent's day out preschool program three days a week until noon. And that's like not even enough time. So then my sister watches them after that, she picks them up and watches them like until three. So at least we have like three days a week, we can like work until three. So that's been something that's helped with, um, with finding balance, just basically like learning to let go of some things and, and not like feeling like, oh, I have to be a stay at home mom, which means I can't ha have like any type of childcare or I can't have any type of help. Like I think as women, it's hard for us to ask, ask for help and like admit we need it because we want to have it like everything all together and letting go of that pride for me, like has helped me tremendously in making sure that I can do this long-term and I don't get burnt out. So, <laughs> yeah. So man, so many good points. One of the things that you mentioned was seasons. Motherhood is the season, right? As soon as you think you've got it figured out, it's time for a new season and it will hit you out of nowhere. And there are seasons when you are going to feel like the best mom in the world. And there are seasons when you think everybody else is doing it right, except you. And I'm going to be honest, I am in a season like that right now. Like this is very timely for me. And I've really like, I'm like, we're not crying on this podcast episode, but I <laughs> have really been feeling a lot of mom guilt because this is my busiest season. And it does require mom's face in a computer way more than I would like to admit. But again, it's a season and I know, you know, I'm like two weeks out from me taking a 30 day break. I'm so excited. My kids are going to be like, can you go work on something, please? Cause you're really annoying me. And I can't wait because I don't feel like that right now, but like that, that's a huge point. And I know there's a lot of you that do listen to this and you're expecting babies right now and you're not in motherhood just yet, but you're about to be just hear me out and understand we're literally all surviving. Okay. There is no secret manuscript, especially for those of us that own our own business. And you will just have to find what works for you in the moment because what works for us in this season, it will change. And so seasons is the one thing I want you guys to remember. It is ever changing and it always will be changing. Um, another thing that you brought up and I was like giving you a standing ovation was <laughs> outsourcing. I cannot tell you enough how important that is. And when you're in the beginning of your business, you will tell yourself excuses. I can't afford that. I don't have time for that. Like whatever your, whatever the case may be, I don't have enough to outsource. Only I can do everything in my business. And you will tell yourself this until you hit burnout. Then you're going to hit burnout and you're going to want to throw in the towel. Like she talked about, and I have been here too many times and 
wonder like how you got here. And I'm telling you, like, if you guys will outsource in whatever way that is. So it could be as simple as if you don't like to cook and, and you're my kind of person, I hate cooking, then you outsource it. Like sign up for a delivery system or ask your husband for goodness sakes to cook for you. Like it's okay. You both yeah. live in the same house. And those of you that are single moms, I'm just going to continue to applaud you. And that may not be one of the areas that you can outsource, but I promise there's something else. Um, one thing that I outsource and I honestly feel no shame about it. I cannot operate in a chaotic environment. And right now I'm trying to, my house is a disaster. So I have someone that comes and completely deep cleans my house twice a month. And on those days I walk through the front door when she's done. And I am literally like, I could accomplish so much right now. It is so clean in here. And then, you know, it lasts for not that long, yeah. but enough to get me by. So I, I mean, I outsource things in my business too, that you guys don't see. So if you think that we're doing it all, that's the first lie that I would like to bust right now is we're not doing it all. We either have extra help from our spouse, maybe a mom or a mother-in-law, a sister. Um, maybe we're hiring it out. My child does go to daycare a couple of days a week because I have to work when he's not here. Um, and so anyway, outsourcing is perfect. So maybe you don't want to outsource your photography business. Okay, don't outsource something in your home or um, hire a babysitter to come on Friday afternoon so you can get out and go have some self-care or hit up a nail salon or something like it's just important. And so that was probably my favorite thing that you did say was that you outsourced because I was like, oh good, I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. um, and that leads me into the last part that you said you didn't say it, but it's what wasn't said that I want to talk about. And that is where did mom guilt come from? Like, obviously we know that the enemy's feeding us lies all the time. And that's definitely a big part of it. But I think a lot of people, because of social media, you're just constantly seeing the good and the perfect and the highlights of everybody that you kind of forget everybody sucks at something. And so when it's all falling apart, at home, chances are you're not going to know about it because they're not going to show it to you. They're not going to openly discuss that their marriage is up in flames or they don't have it all together or their kids are horrible in this season and being little terrors because we know toddlers can be that way. So yeah. I'm not really sure where mom guilt really became an issue, but it definitely became an issue at some point. And I you're just gonna have to fight it every day and, and really understand that no one has it all together. But I'd love to hear what you, what your take is on the whole mom guilt phenomenon that seems to be really big right now. I definitely think that it has changed over the years because of life being so like openly displayed on social media more today than it ever has been. So everyone has such like a unique access to everybody's highlight reel that you we've never had before. And so back in the day, back in my grandmother's or even my mother's day, like they were not able to just go and have comparison at their fingertips. They weren't able to be like, oh, well, Lucy's running a business and also has five kids and is like posting these beautiful pictures and she's like so skinny and she's eating healthy and she works out every day at the gym and like all of these things, like no one has ever had this much access to people's lives ever. 
And I think it's, it can be such a gift and it's obviously like gifted many businesses because it's like a free way to advertise and like how to speak to your like audience and all of those things. And it can be used for like so much good, but it also, I think this generation just has like a unique and more of a problem with mom guilt than ever before because we have so much access to people, but you're right. Like people are not coming on and being like, oh yeah, my toddler just had a meltdown. My husband just said the F word to me and because we were screaming at the top of our lungs and like we nearly killed each other this afternoon and my house is a wreck and like all of the things, like nobody wants to get on there and say those things. And so I know that we also have this like, I don't know, it's like this new wave of like, we're all like, I'm being authentic and I'm being that like every, everybody's freaking authentic now. Okay. And the truth is like, that's also just like a facade because to be honest, my brand is super authentic and really like real and out there, but I will, I'm not going to get on there and be like, well, I just flipped off my husband, <laughs> which has happened. You know, like n nobody wants to show like the dirtiest parts of ourselves because we fear like rejection or we fear like we're the only ones. And that's why I think it's really important to like take social media breaks and to like allow yourself, like give yourself grace and to realize like nobody is showing you the full story. Like you have, I, I, I forget who posted it the other day, but they said, if somebody fills up their entire Instagram story and we're like, instead of like big long things at the top it's like tiny little dots so you could click through and they filled it up to the max that they can in 24 hours you've like you can actually it's like two minutes of somebody's 24 hours or something like if you do the entire thing and they're all these tiny little dots and so you're seeing literally like two minutes if they give you that much into their day like two minutes into somebody's 24 hours and so you truly do not know what else is happening in people's lives and you just have to like not compare yourself to people because you're not seeing the whole story. But I think it's also just part of our nature. Like we're always going to feel, I think women, especially like there's so much required of us. I think that we have a special, like everybody is expecting, or at least we feel that it's expected of us, like to be great at like, to be great at motherhood and great at like being this mom and this wife and this friend and this sister and this like homemaker and then also this business person and like all of these things. And we just have, I feel like women just especially have so many, like, I don't know, just requirements of them. Like people really do think that women are like superheroes. Like we're just supposed to have it all together. Whereas like, I don't really feel like like my husband has that much like weight on him, like where people are like, you're supposed to be good at this, 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 and this. It's like, I don't know, like the expectations for mothers and like that pool is just so much higher. And so that's where I think mom guilt comes from in a, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm so with you. And I agree a hundred percent that there are way more weighted expectations on women, but then also mothers. Like when you become a mom, you also are responsible for other human beings. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to have like eight arms and eight legs and all these different talents. And we just don't. And what am I, I mean, my heart really for this whole conversation is 
that the weight will be lifted, honestly, um, because it is heavy. It can be very lonely, especially when you don't talk to people. Um, one thing about our generation that drives me up the wall, people are so consumed with watching people's lives that they don't care as much to be in them. And so no one's hanging out as much as they used to. I mean, my parents used to have friends come over three days a week and we would all hang out and sit around and play cards and, you know, and I just don't feel like that happens as much anymore, especially because I feel like as more people get put on the earth and people move around and there, it's just harder to get together. And I really like the perspective that you brought up about even if you fill your Instagram stories, it's still not even like the icing of their entire life. Like you're literally getting like one little blink into what someone's life is like. Um, and no, I don't think any of us care to share the dirty parts of our lives and the things that were like, oh my gosh, if anyone ever knew that we just had that fight or if anyone ever knew that I just screamed this to my child, like I'd be turned in, I wouldn't have children, I'd be in jail. I mean, I'm not saying beat your children, people, but you know what I'm talking about, okay? Those of you that are moms, you've said something where you were like, oh, if I could take that back, I would. Um, but yeah, being a mom's hard. Being a business owner and a photographer is hard. So when you try to balance both, it is hard. And one thing that I didn't mention that I meant to earlier, I also don't call it balance, but it's the only word that people will resonate with to know what we're talking about. Um, and I like to say, I'm always trying to find harmony, whatever makes me feel more, the most at peace and the most confident in what I'm doing at the time that's balanced to me because no, you're, you're never going to be able to put the same percentage of yourself in all the areas of your life. You're just going to have to pick and choose. So yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. If you if you are a mom and a photographer, you're not alone and, and we feel you, um, for sure. So you actually have something awesome coming soon. Will you tell us what you are creating and what will probably be out in the world by the time this airs? Yeah. So I actually haven't even announced it, like the name of it on my social media yet. So this is the first time I'm like saying it out loud, but luckily we don't have an audience for this yet. No, but, I'm, I'm laughing because Every person that comes on here, and I'm not kidding you, always tells us towards the end of their conversation, okay, you guys are the first to know. And so they're like, you should change your podcast name to first to know instead. And I'm like, I know that's hilarious. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. So I have been creating a podcast. It's been on my heart and mind for a long time, probably like a year. And I just had that imposter syndrome that was like, what do you have to say that hasn't already been said? You know, that thing that we do to ourselves. And so finally I was just like, you know what? I'm telling this imposter syndrome to shut the heck up and I'll do the talking. Thank you. So, um, I have a podcast coming out in 2020 and by the time this airs, this is probably like right around the time or it is just launching. So it is called Made with Moxie. And um, if you don't know what Moxie means, it means um, to have like determination or nerve. And so that really kind of encompasses me and my story and my testimony where I came from and like how I had to get real scrappy to get where I am now. And um, I'm really, really excited about it. So it's going to be like a mompreneur podcast that I like. I'm going to interview other moms who are in the same boat. It's not all going to be photography based. It's going to just be like entrepreneur based. So like just all the 
women and mothers who've been successful and have done it while raising children, while having babies, because there's just like something so special and just unique about that situation that I just felt for a long time. Like I've always, I always felt really alone. Like all these people that were really successful or I listened to their podcast or I saw them like doing big things. I was like, but they don't have kids. So like, they don't have, they have the time, like they can do 24 hours of work for one thing that takes me like seven weeks because I have to split it up in all these like 30 minute increments. And so I just um, felt really called to just create a space for that and to celebrate other mompreneurs and to give people like a peek behind the scenes and good advice and like tips and, and things for their own businesses to apply to things beyond photography. So that's coming out 2020. So um, <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I'm a podcast junkie and I love listening to new things. There's some podcasts that I will approach for a season and it helps me with whatever I'm working on and then I outgrow. And so I probably listen to maybe five podcasts on a weekly basis. And it's funny, they all get aired on different days. So it kind of works out for me. Um, so this is definitely going to be one of mine. I'm, I'm really excited for you. There's something very special about podcasting and being able to take someone with you. Um, and I love the fact that you have one that's going to be focused on moms and other businesses, because there's always information that we can apply outside of the industry. But I love to listen to podcasts when I do laundry, because I hate laundry. And so it makes it a little bit sweeter. It's like getting a treat, but doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah, I'm so excited for you. Um, the imposter syndrome is pretty sneaky. We all have it. We're all nodding our heads to that. So good job on telling it to, to be quiet because I had to do the same thing when I launched this one and it pays off. It really does. Like it's such a passion project that it kind of becomes like another child. I will, I, I will say that because we're talking about motherhood. So it does. It becomes like another child almost, but I'm super, super pumped for you. So I can't wait to tune into that. Yay. Yeah, I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, how can people get connected with you online and continue the conversation of motherhood and maybe just check out your work? So you can find me on Instagram at Michaela Dawn Shaparo. That is M-I-K-A-Y-L-A Dawn, D-A-W-N. And Shaparo is C-H-A-P-A-R-R-O. Awesome. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Frame Your Way podcast and we will talk soon. Yes. Thank you. Spring will be here before we know it. And I want to set you up for success when it comes to booking clients. The number one thing I hear all the time is I need more clients. I want you to come hang out with me inside of a Facebook group as I walk you through how to book out your calendars and get more clients on your books. This five-day free training series is going to take place beginning February 3rd, but before that kicks off, we're gonna be hanging out, discussing our businesses and life together leading up to the series. You can join us by clicking the link in the show notes or by typing in Booked Out Photographers on Facebook and searching under groups. Hope to see you inside.